0: To me, I've always done everything in Acorn, in my business. And then I realized like, oh, this is why you hire good people. This is why you put good people in your corner. Like, yes, you're a management company and you're my friend, but like I've called you with issues that I have on stuff and you've called me with personal issues that we help each other and cheer each other on. But at the same time, like you, you've you got to get a good team in your corner if you're gonna do this. Like if you don't have a good team, it's, it's just, you're gonna not have fun. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on.
1: Man, Chad, so excited to have you here today. Been waiting for this one for a long time. Uh, for those of you who don't know Chad, Chad is a real estate investor. Um, he's actually one of our clients here at Atrium. Great guy. Maybe um, better him than be so Chad, why don't you start off by tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, where you come from, man? Uh,
0: I grew up in the panhandle of Florida, just like everyone else. And then when I was 18, I got my Eagle Scout, didn't know what to do with my life, and I started volunteering at a fire department. It's one of the coolest things I ever did right around a fire truck. I was lucky enough to get hired down here in Orange County, Florida, in the Orlando area. And for the last 15, 16 years, like I've, that's what I've done. And I've, I've had a great career, but during that time I've always wanted to do something else. felt this weird real estate itch. It's been in my family. Some of my family members have done real estate, but not at the level that I'm at now. And I, I just got to a point in my career where like, it just wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't doing it for the family. It wasn't doing it for what I wanted in a life with my family, because I mean, as a public servant, as a real, as a firefighter, as a police officer, as a teacher, you sacrifice a lot and you don't realize it for what you're getting. So I started probably about three years ago, investing in multifamily real estate. I chose multifamily because I've done a couple other stuff and I just, it just didn't fit my personality, my culture, my values who I am as a person and just being around people that are good people. Uh, Not that there's bad people and other stuff. It's just, it it wasn't the right fit for me. I invested probably a good chunk of what I have put aside in some group for coaching. And it was probably the best investment I ever did. Uh, Since then I've been able to grow a 16 unit portfolio in Gainesville that you guys manage. And then uh, picked up a 24 unit, not long after that one. And for me, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm 24, 24 to 16 unit. And then I look back three years ago and I was like, man, I would just kill for a duplex. <laughs> so it, it's been a crazy journey. And along that way, I've seen myself grow, but then I've been able to see other people's careers like yours or other friends of mine just grow as people. And it's been amazing to see us cheer and push each other on.
1: Man, that is so cool. And just to be clear for, for those of you guys who might've missed that Chad is a real estate, real estate investor and still serves as a firefighter. And to me, that is so cool like, <laughs> to have that dynamic. He's definitely the first firefighter we've had on the show. <laughs> He's definitely uh, one of our best clients. Again, an overall great human being. And I'm sure you guys are going to tell by the end of this, this episode. But I kind of want to get a little bit more into some of the things you just said. Yeah. So, um, you said you wanted to find out a better situation for your family, lifestyle, yeah. more flexibility. And so you started investing in, in multifamily three years ago. For you as a firefighter, now I know being a firefighter has its, its high moments and probably its low moments.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: saving people lives, you know what I mean. Having to to work the long hours, in, you know what I mean. The, the back to backs, I know that can be stressful. But for you, what was it that said, "Hey, this is my breaking point. I gotta start investing in real estate." What was that time like for you?
0: Uh, it probably happened about four or five years ago. I was stuck in the trap that everyone in fire and EMS or any of us do is like. You get very comfortable at work. Like, I, I'm the hero at work. I know what I'm doing. Everyone respects me. It's really good. But home life started to get in shambles because work became a priority. Then I would work overtime because it felt better. Or, oh, I'm just going to help out and earn some money because if I work X hours, I earn X dollars. My daughter was five. We were fostering two kids and at the grace of God, after multiple miscarriages, we found out we had another one on the way too. So now I'm a father of four with three kids that are small and my wife's struggling. I'm still working all this overtime. And I'm like, I what am I doing? I want to be a family man. I want to be home with my family. So that's what started me going down that road of asking the questions. And then I actually, when I was teaching on overtime, I ended up having a little accident where I kind of split my head open. I got a nice little scar from it from being stupid. And that moment, I was like, I'm done. Like, it doesn't matter. I, I don't want to work overtime. I appreciate what my career has done for me. I need to invest in me and not get $25, $20 an hour, go get what's worth for my family so I could be home with them and be present.
1: Man, that is such an impactful story. And I actually learned something new by just hearing you tell that. And I think one thing that you said that was that was really honorable is that Man, my family needed me. And I I wanted to be that that man, that husband, that father
0: that my family needed. And to me that's just a very honorable thing for you to even consider, man. That is that is really, really cool. I mean, it's not all like Yes, I want to be there for my wife and my kids. I wanna be that father that's present. My dad is a great man, but he worked a lot and I saw myself getting into that trappings and I did not want to go down that road. Uh, the real estate thing's always been something I wanted. It's something, oh, I'll do next year. I'll do next year. I'll do next year. And next year got busy or I got another loan or we got this, or I got to work this overtime. So it, it never came to where finally I just had to say enough's enough. I got to do something today. And that's what happened. And then unfortunately, but fortunately COVID happened. And that was like a defining moment in my career for me because I was already pulling back from overtime I had turned down a promotion with the fire department because I just, it wasn't right in my, my soul for my family and me. And COVID was like, okay, like, I I think I'm at a point in my career where I still enjoy it and I'm okay with that at the level I'm at, but I want more and it's okay.
1: Um, that's so good because it makes me think about how um, really the last two years have been new for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right? Pre-COVID, post-COVID, most people's lives change dramatically for better or for worse. And I think the individuals who, you know, are, are built to win, are built to, to do great things, were able to leverage whatever COVID made throughout them to become successful on the other side of it. And so, I really want you to, to, to give us and paint the picture for our viewers who are who are thinking about like, all right, I'm a firefighter, I am a decent money, I'm yeah, kids at home, I'm trying to get into my first deal, I'm trying to get into I'm, I'm hungry as ever. But I, I remember talking. I think I met you.
0: You met company. me right when I purchased that property, or before yeah. I bought that property.
1: Bought yeah, so that was probably in 2020, beginning of 2021, I think, is when we first connected. Yeah. And I remember we would just talk all the time about deals. We'll the market. <laughs> and so I just knew the hunger was there, and I just knew you were going to do a yeah. deal. Um, but give us more insight into that mindset. What were you feeling? What, what was that like analyzing deals? going to go and be able to put in your first offer to be able to get one to close like what was that process like for you
0: i think anyone that wants to get into real estate has to understand that like you have to change you in order to make it work like you're the deal is not going to fit 100% you it might but like for me i look at a pnl i mean like my my property right now in Gainesville, that you guys manage it's over eight thousand dollars month loan I don't make $8,000 a month. So when I'm signing on a loan with partners, asking them to put down half a million dollars with me and put their trust in me, I was like, who would do this? Like, why would they do this? And then I thought to myself, can I pay $8,000 a month? I don't have $8,000 a month. And I had to, I, after talking to some people, I came to the mindset shift that I'm not buying an $8,000 a month liability. I'm buying a business. So, like, when I look at apartments, it's a business for me. Does it make enough? Does the expenses there? Do I have enough margin? So, I had to change that mindset. Then I had to change my mindset of my personal life money is different than my business life money. Right. And then why would people invest in me? Like, that the imposter syndrome is huge. Like, the gremlins, I still fight them now. And it's funny because, like, I, I understand I'm way further along than I was. But, like, I literally made a phone call and someone's like, Yep, I got all the money you want to, you cool if we come in on it. And I was like, Why? Like, I asked myself, the first thing I asked is, Why? Because to me, I'm like, Why would they invest in me? I don't have a track record. The same reason that you saw me, and the same reason other people have saw, seen in me, is I, I put in the work, I'm dedicated, I, I'm very knowledgeable, I'm willing to ask questions, and I'm, I'm very honest and transparent. Like, when stuff goes south, I talk about it. When I'm struggling, I talk about it, even if it's personal stuff, right? Like, I, cause that's gonna affect me in my business. Absolutely. And it, it's been eye opening to me that once I change my mindset and open up my view on stuff and then just willing to ask questions and look stupid. Like, I, 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 I do these podcasts and I remember someone putting out their number and I was like, I'm gonna call him. And I did. And we talked. And then there was another guy that I saw and I kept losing deals to. We know he's a personal friend. Of, kind of both of us. And I reached out to them. We were going to meet up. We did it. But I've gotten so much resources from these people just because I reached out and asked for help that I would have never gotten. And I think the one thing that keeps me going is every single day, I just try and take a little action. And that little action gets you a little step further. You're not going to get to 5,000 units in your first, well, you could, but it's not realistic, right? If you want to do it right.
1: Um, from the, the understanding of taking action mm-hmm. and then being able to start with you. And I personally think starting with you is the hardest part of the whole real estate journey because it makes you have to be uncomfortable. I have to look within myself <laughs> and just say, hey, these this is where I'm at. These are my strengths, my weaknesses. If I want to accomplish this goal, this is what I have to become. I have to do these things to get here. And you just said every day, taking a little bit of action. Not That's much. all it takes. A little bit of action. So, all right, backtracking a little bit. You uh, were able to find a deal, raise the money, and then once you close, right? Closing day happens. patron takes over. Our team goes in, and starts managing. What was that? What was that feeling like for you? like, man? Was it shock? Was it like, all right, I'm, I'm legit. I'm, I'm in it. I know you mentioned apathy syndrome, which is so easy to, to get because I think all of us feel that. Yeah. You work so hard. You see the what's going on. And it's like, man enough absolutely do i deserve it you
0: know yeah. what i mean but you closed what was that like for you uh i think it's like anything else so that deal when i closed it i had some good friends of mine like three or four months earlier say i mean these guys have like hundreds of units that they self-manage and they're like you know more than us just get in a freaking deal take actions and i was like i didn't realize it but my mindset and stuff i was doing stupid busy work and not doing the things that need to be done because i was afraid of getting it done yeah. so when they told me that and i took the action i was like okay i got this and they're like once you'll get on the other side and prove a track record it's gonna be different but you're gonna see things you just can't see now and boy is that right you you get that first statement and you get your renters and you get this and you get a good manager and you're just sitting there going okay what next <laughs> luckily the coaching program i joined like they teach about managing too because they self-manage and then I had good management team with Atrium and I had good friends that have network over the time that I could call and go, who do I hire to renovate? <laughs> like that was like, I was like, Oh my God, they're not paying. What do we do? They're like, we evict them. I was like, okay, how does that work? What do I do? They're like, you don't do anything. We're the management company. I'm like, Oh, okay. And acorn my business. And then I realized like, Oh, this is why you hire good people. This is why you put good people in your corner. Like, yes you're a management company and you're my friend but like i've called you with issues that i have on stuff and you've called me with personal issues that we help each other and cheer each other on but at the same time like you you've got to get a good team in your corner if you're going to do this like if you don't have a good team it's it's just you're gonna not have fun (laughs) because there's there's days that you're gonna get punched in the gut and you're gonna every day you take a I take a little action and then there's A day that i literally sit in a fetal ball i feel like what am i doing (laughs) so that's that takes me back two or three of those days but i've taken four or five forwards so i'm good
1: yeah you know when you you say that too it makes me think i think that's why genuine relationships are actually formed yeah is because you know like that the other person that you're friends with or you have a relationship with is trying to accomplish the same thing so they're going through the same challenges. yeah you can relate um, on that level when you're discussing with them about hey i'm going through this or this happened in my building like you can relate a lot more because you know they're doing what you're doing and they're trying to accomplish the same thing they're going through the same journey. you know
0: what I mean? and, and it doesn't matter like my 16 unit has struggles but like you're managing Janie b what a unit count is that 48, 48 units at Janie b then there, are we got friends that have 80 units they manage or own and a 16 unit has the same struggles as the 80 unit. Absolutely. It's just on a different scale and a different budget for mistakes, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. And honestly, as stupid as it sounds, like everyone's like, Oh, just it's easier to go bigger. And I mean, my 16 unit and my 24 unit, they have the same issues, but the 24 is a lot more <laughs> rewarding when it goes right than the 16. So like, I, I get what they're saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, <clears throat> So back on your story and your career, yeah. Um, I really want to highlight one thing. And so you mentioned before, okay, I got bought 16 units, and show you after I got the 24 units.
0: Now you own 40 units. Well it's like six months after, but it feels shortly after. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good that's, timing. Yeah, I would say that's yeah. pretty
1: quick. That that is great timing. So Ooh. you have 40 units under your belt, right? Looking back two, three years ago, what would you say is the biggest difference in you as a person? And
0: how have you most evolved as a businessman? Ooh. So I think the biggest difference with me as a businessman is I've stepped into a different role. I was Chad Tucker, the lieutenant paramedic firefighter that was known as that and respected as that. Uh, when I stepped in the role as Chad Tucker, the real estate investor that rides on a fire truck every third day, then I started to change the mindset. So that, that's been the biggest thing for me because... Why would people invest in with me as a firefighter? Well, they're not investing with me as a firefighter. They're investing with acorn capital, investing with my company and me as a person who's a real estate investor. That was a big shift for me. That allowed me to then open up more doors for myself. Just by saying that, like I, I realized when I was at conferences and events, Hey, I'm Chad. I'm a firefighter just by saying, Hey, Chad, I'm a real estate investor that also gets to ride on a big red fire truck every third day. That was just kind of cool too. <laughs> like, it changed my mindset, but it changed what they thought of me. And it allowed me to think different.
1: And that's, that's a really great point. I think that you mentioned too, because um, a lot of people don't realize, or it's hard to come to terms with that. You're, you're still a different person outside of your your investments, right? Yeah. That is not your sole identity. And so I actually think it's cool that you can go to conferences and say, Hey, I'm Chad. I'm a real estate investor, but I'm also, like you said, I write a big red fire chart on every other thing. It's a good night. sales page. I think that it's cool. It's like, all right, he's an honest man. He works hard. He's a savvy investor. He knows what he's doing. He has 40 units. To me, that screams credibility. You know what I mean? That that makes me feel like, all right, he's, he's honest with me. He's not trying to be this person or have this persona or portray this image. Like,
0: no, he's just being honest. Like, This is who he is. And to yeah. me, I think that it's so awesome that
1: you're still willing and humble enough to do that.
0: I mean, I got to where I have been because of where I've went, right? Like I I wouldn't have changed being in the fire department that I'm still in. I wouldn't change some of the good and bad decisions that I've made over the years as a father and a husband and as a firefighter, because I wouldn't be able to reflect back now and go, okay, like when I journal, I'm like, what do I want to be? I want to be a good husband, a good father that's present in my, my family's life. I want to be a good steward to the money that I'm rewarded by God with like, and transparent I've owned one of my deals almost two years and one of them a year I've seen no money back and we've got we probably have $200,000 in the Gainesville deal between roofs and everything else and we've taken zero dollars back but I know I'm being a good steward I know our residents are taken care of with good management I know that they have a good place to live and I've said probably countless times to you but every time I have my management meeting with my my property managers. Acorn's mission is to provide good, clean, professionally managed housing. Like, we're not the affordable housing. We're not the high-end housing, just good, clean, safe, professionally managed housing. Absolutely. And if I can't do that, I, I don't want to do it.
1: That that makes a ton of sense. I, I, I think that's something that a lot of investors uh, maybe don't focus on as much is the resident aspect. Yeah. And to me, I just think you coming from where you come from and your upbringing, it is, it is humbled you enough to... Always keep that at the forefront of your business model and what you do. Um, but that brings up another thing that I was thinking about as part of your story. In regards to you being able to close on these units and then seeing your transformation, what, what what would you say has been your why through those hard days? Because you still have the perspective of, man, I want to make sure my residents are treated to the highest level possible, even though I haven't got any money back yet. And it's tough. I'm to dealing with issue after issue after issue. What keeps you going? What is your why
0: for that whole process? It's a it's a big question. It really is. Uh To be transparent, I've put 17 years into the fire service, and I've made a lot of personal sacrifices. And uh retirement wise, I have an investment account. It's very well off compared to a lot of people. But that investment account is not what I've built in two years in equity in my properties. So like I can see the future, Uh, the cash flow that should be coming in the near future with the deals is enough that maybe I get to step away from my deal and my, my full time job or my wife gets to and we get to spend that time with our kids. And I just look at like I'm creating something now with some sacrifices for long term the the why of why i do it like is still like a puzzling question like it it started out as i wanted to get out of my job i wanted to make a lot of money maybe flying a private jet every now and again because that'd be kind of cool to say i did and go on vacations with my kids uh I, that stuff doesn't matter as much like i'm okay with an old truck i'm okay with just being able to go to my kids recitals i'm okay making decent money uh but I, I, I want to stick to my core values. Like I want to be a good steward of the money that God's rewarded me with and the responsibilities because it's just going to multiply. And if it doesn't, then that's that's on me because I'm not taking good care of it. But by partnering with the right people, me and you talked about one of my other partners, he didn't partner with the right people on a deal. And now he's paying for it three years later. So, like, I'm very picky about who I partner with. I've told people no for their money in my deals, which scared the crap out of me because I didn't know where I was going to get the rest of the money. And luckily, like six hours later, we had another person that was a good fit for the team come in. And then I think people forget that. When you get in deals, it's a marriage. And I don't want to hold these properties for two weeks. We're going to hold these things for years. And if we're not on the, the straightforward, good foundation, it's hard. So my why is still in process. <laughs> but I, I I know at the end of the day, I want to provide good clean safe professionally managed housing. I want to be a present father and I want to be able to do the same thing I've done in the fire service when I leave the real estate world as far as whenever that day comes if I'm like 99 and I die or I'm the old guy I bought my first property from that's going to go travel with his wife I want people to go he did it right. He, he was a good he was a good operator.
1: Man that is so awesome. That might be the best answer I've ever heard to a why. That, <laughs> it, that, I bullshit.
0: I BSed it. Sorry. <laughs> that might be the best one, though. Like, that, I feel like that was very one
1: real and just honest. You know what
0: I mean? I think anyone that you talk to in any industry, like, it doesn't even matter our industry. The why changes over the years, right? Like, my why was to leave the fire department because covid brought up a lot of mental struggles that I had already been struggling with through the fire department that I've seeked help from, but I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, it's not, I'm done today. And I couldn't run away because I had financial obligations as a a husband, and as a father, and I made an income with benefits that just can't get me replaced overnight. But I went down and have to do it. Now that why is not met, but it's changing. Because I've changed.
1: Right. It's, it's. That's a good point, too, because I actually heard in a um, either a podcast or a book the other day that a lot of what motivates us is we have to be at a certain point where we're just not willing to take anymore. Yeah. Like, it's the pain, it's the fear of the staying where <laughs> we're at, right? And I've talked to a ton of investors, and we've had a lot of people on the show, and they mentioned, you know, a family circumstance, a life circumstance, a work circumstance where it was like, man, I don't have any of this. This has to work out. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of what you're alluding to. You're at at the fire station, like, man, I've given you 17 years. Yeah, of grinding every day that I've come into this place, and it's like, man, something has to change.
0: Yeah, and, and look, there's tons of guys, and and I'm grateful for it. I make mean, good salary. But it came to a point where I was like, I want more. I want more time freedom, not just money, right? Like I I want more time freedom to be able to, every third day I know where I'm at. I literally got off this morning, one o'clock yesterday, I had a call with a a legal team for a refi we're doing. 12.59, I get banged out to a structure fire. One o three, when I'm supposed to be on this phone call, which I'm at my job, so rightfully so, I'm on the roof of a structure fire. (laughs) So luckily, I have a good legal team on my side. That took care of it and the lenders, but that just goes back to having a good team. But like at the end of the day, I'll, I'll leave it and I'll go to the next challenge. And then probably in a couple of years, maybe I'll do some development like we were talking about earlier or some other next challenge that's just going to have me grow. And I think that's the thing that I like most about this industry is it's opened me up to tons of opportunities. But I'm very focused on what I want right now. I want that CB asset that is just good blue-collar middle-class people that I can provide good, clean, safe, professionally managed housing to. And then as I grow, we might add other stuff. I might add short-term. But I, I've seen too many people chase stuff, mm-hmm. and they can't stay focused. And honestly, I got four kids. <laughs> I got a wife. Uh, there's been nights that I've been up at 2 in the morning after they go to bed underwriting deals. Uh, I'll answer emails late at night, but like I guard my family time very preciously because I know I have to because I will allow this world to seep in.
1: Yeah. I think that's so, again, just really appreciate your, your honesty and transparency because for those of you who really missed that, rewind that part. Like he's giving you the real deal of what it's like to be an investor and not just an invest, but pursue your dreams. Yeah. Like it takes the extra efforts, the, Getting off of work. Okay, now I have a legal call. Now I gotta go and get on the fire truck because this building is burned. I have to go do these things. Like, man, when you're chasing your dreams and you're trying to be great and you're pursuing your passion, it takes those inconveniences. You have to just be comfortable being
0: inconvenienced. I i think the thing too is like when you know your why, like you asked that on all your podcasts, but like I, I think you need to sit down as a person when you do anything and you need to know your why and your values. And I'm not saying for your business, but for you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a mutual friend of mine, he doesn't do stuff in the evenings because he eats dinner with his family. That's the whole reason he went down this road. He was tired of not being home with his kids. And I take that to heart, like literally probably three, four o'clock every day, my clock stops. And I go pick on my kids or they come home with my wife from school. And until about 7, 38 o'clock when they go to bed. I try and be as present as possible. Like, yes, there are things that sneak in. There's incidents that happen with my property or I have to make this call, but they are very, very guarded and very, very narrow. And it's not because of the outside world. It's because of me. I want to grow. I want to see I want to rock. I'm a type A personality, but you're going to allow that stuff to come in and you're going to lose the stuff that you're doing it for. And What's the point? That's so true. And
1: you're making me think about just in general, why we do anything that we do as far as real estate and just our, our dreams and our passions in general. And it's one for the people that we have that we're responsible for. Yeah. Like we have we all have responsibilities in life in general, family, friends, you know, connections, loved ones that require us to make these sacrifices. And it makes it easier to, to want to do those things on a daily basis. We're Invested Podcast is produced by Atrium Management Company. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe.